all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. and MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC. Happy New Year and happy 2021. Uh, I know a lot of us, including myself, are excited to see 2020 be over with. Um, So we're all excited about 2021. And every year, a lot of people like to come up with resolutions or maybe goals for themselves. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about We're going to talk about how to set realistic resolutions and practical goals for yourself and how to keep up with those and maybe give some examples of some good ones. Um, I also wanted to give a quick COVID update. I know lots of people have questions about the vaccine, and so I was going to give a few some information about that. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. So please give us a call this morning at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email as well to kids at mpbonline.org. So the COVID vaccine is here and it's available. Um, I will actually have my second dose on Monday. Um, So I'm excited to complete my immunization for COVID. And right now, the health department is giving vaccines to healthcare workers um, that it is available for that. And that includes nurses, doctors, dentists, um, anyone involved in res- uh, healthcare, respiratory therapists. Uh, my sister is a social worker in Tennessee, but she also works in the hospital and in the healthcare setting. She was able to get hers too. So, any type of involvement in the healthcare setting, you can get your COVID vaccine now through the health department. I know a lot of people probably saw the graphic that was released by the health department earlier this week. Um, And we've been getting lots of questions about how to go about getting the COVID vaccine. And it's it's kind of been a little tricky, but it seems like the health department is starting to to roll out the process and it's working pretty smoothly from what I hear. Um, So I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware of what to do. And I'll say it again throughout the show in case you missed it, because I think it's important for everybody to, if you can, go on and get the vaccine, because that's the only way we're going to get control of this pandemic. So. So like I said, right now, it's open to all healthcare workers. They are also vaccinating the nursing homes, long-term care facilities. But what they did is they decided to break it down into groups um, and higher risk for higher complications, higher risk for complications. Those are going to be in a higher priority setting. And so they broke it down into groups to see. So right now, this is considered phase 1A and next would go to phase 1B which is going to include anybody over 75 years old, 
And then it's also going to include frontline workers. So that's going to be our first responders, teachers, um, correctional facility officers, anybody that works in an area where there's people congregated, they're going to that's going to be considered 1B. So right now, it's actually open for patients over 75. So the first responders and um, teachers, it's not open just yet. Hopefully, we'll be opening soon. But if you are over 75 or if you have a family member that's over 75, you can sign up now through the health department's website. Uh, the website that I used to sign up my family members was COVID vaccine.umc.edu. I'll say it again, covidvaccine.umc.edu. Very simple process. You click the link, say that you want to get the COVID vaccine. You click if you're a healthcare worker. Um, if you say no, the next question comes up if you're 75 or older and you click yes. And that's how you get the process started. Um, and it, it comes up with a list of all the different health departments throughout the state that are currently giving the vaccine. They're pretty full. There's only a few left, so you may not actually get the one in your area. But if there's one nearby, I would suggest being able to go in and sign up and just drive into that local area uh, so that that way you can make sure that you get your vaccine. But you click which health department you want. You pick the day that's available, fill out your information, and you're done. It's um, a pretty easy process. I signed up a couple of people in my family earlier this week, and it took less than five minutes to help get them set up. So I would definitely recommend doing it. Um, like I said, the website is covidvaccine.umc.edu. Super easy process. So hopefully... As we get more and more vaccines, we'll be able to vaccinate our, our first responders, our teachers. That's going to be our next phase. And then after that, um, if you follow the graphic, you can see how, how they're going to, who they're going to vaccinate and target next. Um, one thing that I've had a lot of questions about is, you know, what about the people 65 and older that have medical conditions that would be considered high risk that technically isn't on that right now that list um but that may be changing soon so just keep an eye on it listen to the news call your doctor you know for updates uh my phone our office phone is ringing off the hook about the covid vaccine our patient portal system patients are sending me messages through our my chart system asking how they can get the vaccine and so the health department does a great job of updating the physicians and sending out um, health information updates via email so we're pretty in tune with what's going on and as they're constantly changing these updates so feel free to call your doctor send a message to your doctor so that you can have updates on when you can get the covid vaccine we're going to go to Jerry, who is in Ashland. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, good morning to you, too. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah. My question is pretty simple. If, if you've had the virus and you recovered from it, is there any sense in getting the vaccine, or should you just let someone go in line before you and wait till, till the end, or, or how should you handle that? So that's a great question. As of now, they are still recommending you get the vaccine after you've had the virus. 
Um, and especially if you have been greater than three months out from the virus, you know, they're recommending for sure getting it then because we don't know exactly how long these antibodies are lasting after you have the infection. And so especially at, we retest, we re-quarantine after three months after you've had the virus. So they're definitely going to recommend getting the vaccine. As of now, when I got my vaccine, I asked them, and as long as you've been um, two, like two weeks out from your infection, you're safe to get the vaccine. Okay. Well, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. That was a great question. So, yes. So, it is still recommended as of now to get the vaccine, even if you've had COVID, especially if it's been greater than three months, but you can get the vaccine as soon as two weeks after you have completed your infection, your quarantine, and your symptoms have resolved. So, just wanted to to make sure that I hit on the vaccine because, like I said, we're getting constantly getting calls about the vaccine, um, and it is available, and hopefully it will become more and more readily available. But if you have any other questions about it, just give us a call and let us know. I got mine um, two weeks ago, and I really had no side effects from it. Um, I had a little sore arm, probably a little bit sore than I did with my flu shot that night but by the next morning it was fine i felt fine i was able to go and work out the next morning lifted weights like i normally do with, without any issues so um, i will say that the second dose is the one that is supposed to have a few more side effects so if you have received your first dose and you have your second dose coming up i have had some patients uh, or colleagues that have had their second dose and have had some really pretty mild symptoms, but really fevers, chills, aches, uh, all resolved within 24 hours. So I haven't had anybody have any issues over 24 hours. So just FYI, second shot does seem to have a little more side effects than the first shot, but I tolerated my first one very well. And it seems to, most people have seemed to do pretty good with this. So if you are going to have side effects, seems to be gone within 24 hours, which is good and reassuring, and it's preventing COVID. And from I had some nurses that have had COVID, and we were actually talking about this um, yesterday, and they said, hey, I would much rather have 24 hours of just feeling kind of crummy than like I had, which was about 10 to 14 days of just feeling awful. So in the, when you put it into perspective, yes, it's not fun to have those side effects for a day or so, but preventing COVID is what we're trying to do, and that's what this vaccine's doing. So we're going to continue our talks, and we're going to kind of transition over into New Year resolutions and goals and give you some options for that, um, some things that I have found to be helpful and realistic goals for ourselves. But if you have any questions about the vaccine or maybe you have some comments about your New Year's resolution, give us a call this morning at one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We're going to talk today about New Year's resolutions and 2021, how to set goals for yourself and realistic goals and how to keep those goals. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can always send us an email as well to kids at mpbonline.org. So I was saying before the break, um, updating about the COVID vaccine and that the health department's rolling out their plan to administer the COVID vaccine. As of now, it's only available for healthcare workers. And if you are older than 75 years old, you need to go online through the health department's website to schedule your vaccine. Very easy process, takes less than five minutes. The website is covidvaccine.umc.edu. And when you go there, you'll pick your health department that is closest to you, that still has vaccines available, get your scheduled. Um, as far as I know, when I scheduled my family members, you can't go on and schedule your second dose just yet, um, but hopefully that'll be up soon. But we got to start getting the, the first dose out to everybody. So that should be coming up soon. But that is another question that I have gotten. But as far as I know, you can't schedule your second dose just yet. So, um, But they are scheduling first doses. Um, we will go to our caller, Barbara, who is in Kosciuszko. Good morning, Barbara. What's going on today? You just answered my question. I wanted to know about the second vaccine. I did get scheduled in Starkville. I live in Kosciuszko for the 27th of January, but I can't, I can't schedule the second one. That's what I wanted to know. Yes, as far as I know, I don't think it's available yet to schedule just because they're still trying to get the first doses scheduled. Um, but I'm sure what happened, the way UMC did it when I got mine, after I got my first shot, I was available, ready to be able to schedule my second dose. So that may be the same process with you. Once you get your first one, they'll let you schedule your second one. But as of now, I think they're only scheduling first doses. Okay, well, I feel a little bit better then. <laughs> so I yes, well, see what I'm glad you got later. your schedule. It's, it's kind of hard being 86 and I have to drive an hour to get there, but I will get there. So I know. <laughs> I actually, I scheduled my, my great aunt actually this week, and she's going to have to drive. She's 86 as well, and she's going to have to drive an hour too. Um, but I'm just glad y'all are able to get it. So Me too, and able to drive. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. You stay safe, Barbara. Thank you for calling. All right. And we will go next to our next caller. And I apologize. I may say this wrong, but Alzadia, did I say that right? Are you there? Okay. 
So we're talking about the COVID. Oh, okay. Hey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello? Okay. How do you say your name? Because I know I, I want to make sure I said it correctly. Elzadia. All right. Nobody gets McLeod right. So I always like to make sure I say it appropriately. <laughs> What's going on this morning? Um, my 25 year old daughter was diagnosed with COVID. Uh, she was positive about six weeks ago. Uh, then after quarantine and isolation, uh, the first test, she was still positive, and then she became negative all of this six weeks ago. She's now in L.A. She's been there for the last week. She'll be back tomorrow. Now, based on what I understand that she has antibodies for about three months, I guess the question is, with that new strain of COVID in the L.A. area, is there a possibility that she could get COVID a second time within this three-month period? That's a good question, and I don't know that we have a great answer for you. Um, there have been documentations of reinfection. Most of them, though, have been over three months. So the likelihood that she would get it again in that three-time-month period is very small. Could it happen? Yes, but the likelihood is very small because you should have some protection. And with regards to the new strain, it's kind of like the flu in that, you know, when you get your flu vaccine, we know it's not 100% effective. We know that the flu virus changes, but a lot of times you get enough cross coverage with those antibodies that you have that will still prevent you from getting some of the other strains. And that's kind of the same way with COVID. Um, Yes, it may not be the exact same virus, but you've got a lot of protection with those antibodies that sometimes you can get cross coverage for it. So if she's coming home, I mean, the safest thing would be for her to just wear a mask if she's going to be around you um, or anybody that may be considered high risk for COVID just in case since she is in a hot spot for it. Um, but I think her likelihood of catching it again is pretty low. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for that question. And, you know, that's kind of a hard thing because this is one of those things that we're still learning about. You can get reinfected with COVID, um, but the likelihood within that three-month time period is pretty low. Um, but I hate to say that it couldn't happen because we don't know. COVID is changing every day. All the rules, um, all the things that we're finding out about it is just constantly changing and evolving. So, uh, um, it's tough. I know it's frustrating hearing all the different changes in the recommendations. Um, and it's, trust me, it's just as frustrating as the healthcare provider too. Uh, but we're trying to, we're trying to learn as much as we can about it. So, um, we're talking today about new year's resolutions, the COVID vaccine. If you've got any questions, comments, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one 672 7464 And we will go next to Chris, who's in Meridian. Hey, Chris, what's hey. going on? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to echo that I also just got my first vaccine. And um, like you mentioned, it was slightly more painful than the flu shot. But I would put it on par with maybe tetanus and lasted about 36 hours. So uh, nothing to be too afraid of. Just waiting to see what the sex, second shot uh, brings up. My question for you this morning, though, was, is there any evidence to suggest uh, what the likelihood is of us transmitting uh, or at least um, getting others infected with COVID if we're, if we're already vaccinated? 
So the, the way that this COVID vaccine is set up, it's an mRNA vaccine, which is a little bit newer technology, but essentially what it's doing is it's causing a protein from the COVID, from the COVID virus to be formed in your cells and then your cells will make the antibodies to it. So the way that it's set up, there's really not a way you can get COVID from it. Um, now, I know people, um, I have a colleague that actually got her COVID vaccine, but the same day is probably the day she was exposed to the virus um, and developed symptoms about three to four days later. And she ended up testing positive for COVID. Um, but there was no reason to think that she actually got it from the vaccine because she had a positive contact that day as well. So the way that the virus is set up and the way that immunologists have explained it, there's really not a way you can actually catch the virus from the vaccine. Um, but we know it takes about 10 to 14 days for you to build up immunity. So could you catch the virus during that time? Yes, and potentially spread it to somebody. Does that make sense? It, it does. And my question was more of after 21 days, once once we're considered mostly immune, um, can we become asymptomatic carriers, I guess would be the best gotcha. way to phrase the question. Okay, yes. Yes. Okay, okay. I see what you mean now. Um, I mean, you know, the vaccines are showing 94% of like, or 94 to 96% effective. So I mean, that's pretty good odds that you're not going to catch the virus. But I would say that's so the likelihood is going to be lower that you could. I don't know specific numbers on that. That's a good question. I'd have to look that up and see. Um, but I would say with just how effective that the vaccine has proven to be, uh, that the likelihood of that's pretty low. Less okay. than it would be without being vaccinated. I mean, significantly less. Great. Okay. And thank you for your time and thank you for what you do. Yeah, I appreciate your call. And I'm glad you've gotten your vaccine and it went well. So. Um, I will have to look more into that because I, I just I don't know specific numbers, um, but the likelihood of you catching COVID and spreading it is going to be significantly less. Um, I have seen some evidence, and I forgot to mention this, Chris, that you're, even if you were to catch the virus after receiving the vaccine, the transmission rate is a lot lower because your, your viral load that you have, since you have some antibodies to it, is going to be lower. Um, so that probably also will decrease your risk for transmitting that virus if you have had the vaccine. Um, we'll go next to Bobby, who is in Pontotoc. Good morning, Bobby. How are y'all doing today? Oh. Doing good. How about yourself? I think I'm going to make it. What I'm trying to find out is I keep getting crazy information on this. They tell me I cannot get an appointment for vaccination unless and I have a computer. Is there any way I can get around that computer stuff because I don't have one? So that's a good question. Do you have Internet on your phone? No, I don't have I don't have nothing but a regular phone. I don't so have what a, I was I don't have what a, I would suggest. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I would suggest either calling the health department there in Pontotoc County or the COVID hotline um, through the actual Mississippi Health Department, which I actually have that number pulled up if you would like me to give that to you. I think I already got it, but I'll write it down. Just a minute. Let me get a pencil, a pen or something. Go ahead now. Okay, so that number for the, this is the Mississippi COVID hotline. It's 877-978-6453. 
Let me eight make seven sure. seven. Let, let me make. Let me read this back to you. See if I get it right. Eight seven seven nine seven eight six four five three. That's correct. I'm glad I got that right because I had y'all's number wrong a while ago, and every time I'd call, I'd get the uh, National Rifle Association. <laughs> oh no! Uh, well, I'm glad you got it. Got were able to reach us, and yes, call that number, and they can they can tell you how to do that. Okay. The other thing is, you know, if you have a a friend, a neighbor, a family member, they could help you do it. I've I've scheduled um, two people in my family, and plus my dad too. So I guess three people have actually scheduled them for their vaccines. So other people can do it for you. You can talk them through it and they can help you get scheduled. Well, that's another problem I got. None of my neighbors have a computer and none of my uh, people going to my church have a computer. We all backwoods people, I reckon. But that, uh, okay. yeah, that's a, that's a big mess. I said, well, what if people don't have a computer? What are they going to do? But, yeah, I'll try that and see what that. Now, something else I want to ask you. I hear, uh, like, uh, Lee County up here, they're saying they're already giving vaccines to 70-year-old people, and others say they're not giving them yet. What's going on on that? So it's the you just were able to start scheduling 75 and older Tuesday night is when it opened up. So if you were able to log on that Tuesday night and sign up in your county or nearby counties had some available today, you could have gotten one today. Um, I know when I signed my family up, there was none in the health departments near them until next week. So um, it just depends on which county still had vaccine appointments available and which did not, um, as to opposed to who's going to be able to get the vaccine right now. Okay. If you're all over 75. Okay. They filled up really fast from Tuesday night when it opened up until like Wednesday after yesterday afternoon. Um, I mean, it's amazing the difference, how fast it filled up. So hopefully they're going to be opening up more and more, though. Do you think it will, how, how long do you think it'll be before drug, st uh, drug stores can start giving them, like Walmarts and, and Kroger's and NCS or whatever it is and all them, Walgreens, I think, is another. Do you think they're going to be giving them for long? I think so. I do. I I can't tell you a timeline when that is because honestly, we don't even know. Um, and the health department, like I said, they're just trying to work through this as much as best they can um, with the limited supply that we have. Hopefully, once the vaccine production increases and we get more and more doses and supplies available, it's not only going to have to be through the health department and some of those. Um, Pharmacies are going to be able to provide them, but as of now, we just we just don't know. Uh, we don't have enough available, and so once we get more available, I think they will. I just can't tell you a timeline on that yet. All right, I appreciate your help, and I'm going to say one thing. You've got the sweetest voice. If you you as sweet as your voice is, I just love you. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mr. Bobby. I appreciate that. Okay, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. All righty. Well, we will go to our next break, but if you have any more questions about the COVID vaccine, we would love to hear from you, and I will do my best to answer or provide you 
in the way that we need to go so that you can get those answers. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We've been talking about the COVID vaccine and answering some questions now that it is available through the health department. Um, We're also going to talk some about New Year's resolutions. So if you have any questions or comments, maybe you can share what your resolutions are or how you found ways to keep your resolutions. I would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We will go next to Stan, who is in Brandon. Hello, Stan. What's going on this morning? Oh, your previous questions left me with one question. Apparently, you'll be able to get the first vaccine wherever it's available as long as you can drive there, not necessarily in the county you live in. Will you have to go to the same place to get your second vaccine? Do you know? So that's a great question, and I'm not 100% on this, but from what I remember being told is, yes, unfortunately, wherever you get your first one, that you're going to have to go to get your second one. Now, that could change, um, but as of now, from what I've been told, where you get your first one is where you're going to have to get your second one. And I think probably the reasoning behind that is because there's two vaccines out right now. One of them is made by Pfizer, and one of them is made by Moderna. The dose interval is different for each one. So the Pfizer one you can get after 20, the second dose after 21 days. The Moderna one is after four weeks, after like 28 to 30 days. So the the doses are a little different. And so if you start with the Pfizer, you have to get the second dose of Pfizer. If you start with the Moderna vaccine, your second dose has to be Moderna. And so the way that they're distributing them throughout the state, it's probably, they're probably going to keep, if one county has all the Pfizer ones and say they give Moderna to a different one, they're probably going to try to stick with those. And so just to prevent confusion and make sure that you're getting the same 
same brand, the same company. That's probably why they're doing that. Um, but as of now, yes, as far as I know, where you get your first one is where you're going to have to get your second dose. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that call. That's a good question. So that's something important to remember. Um, and when they give you the vaccine, they're giving people cards so that you know exactly which one you got. So on your card, it'll be written down if you got the Pfizer, if you got the Moderna, um, so that that way when you go get your next one, you can make sure that you're getting the same company um, because that is important to make sure that you're keeping that in line. Um, that's a good question. Um, we'll go next to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Mike. What's going my on today? Uh, well, my question was, uh, do you know when they're going to allow 65 plus to sign up? So that's a really good question. Um, according to the little algorithm that they released earlier this week, it's going to be 65 and older is going to be considered phase 1C, um, which is probably going to be in February. However, I would not be surprised if that changed, um, if they if, if they changed the recommendations for 65 and older if you have a comorbid condition. So if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, history of cancer, that type of thing, they may be changing those recommendations soon. Um, they haven't announced that yet, but I know there's been lots of questions about that. And so I think they're looking back at that and that, that may be changing soon. As of now, though, 65 and older is considered 1C and that probably won't be till February. Okay. Um, and that, and they may, uh, if you're diabetic, they may bump you up a little. Yes, I think so. So I, what I would suggest doing is just watching the news uh, talking with your doctor so that making sure that nothing has changed uh, because that could be another thing that they just change next week uh, or or the next week and try to move the process up. I think a lot of it's just going to depend on supply. Um, when they get more in, they're going to be able to release and go further and further down the algorithm. So just okay. keep watching the news. Keep listening for it. Do you know what um, you would need to demonstrate that you have diabetes? So I don't know. Um, the way that it worked when I signed up my family members was just they just asked, you know, are you 75 years or older? And it was pretty much just based off the honor system because you had to enter your information and their birthday and everything. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do that. That's a really good question. Um, but as of now, just to prove that you're over 75 is just kind of the honor system. Now, they may may require some form of ID when you actually get there. I don't know of anybody over 75 just yet. Um, but when you're signing up, there there was no really way to prove it when I signed my family up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I don't worry. I can prove I'm over 65. But the diabetes, I, I get treatment through the VA. So, um, you know, I don't Yeah. just wondered if I, I think them or... Yeah, no, I think a lot of it's probably just going to have to be the honor system. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your call, Steve. And like I said, be stay tuned in because that may be changing soon for over 65. Okay. All right. Do, will they Have they been covering that on the news? Because I haven't heard that on the news about signing up. Um, 
They, I think they did. I saw it the other night, I guess, um, Tuesday I mean, night they, when the health they, department released their algorithm. Oh, okay. I mean, they, they showed the webpage where to go and, and sign up and that, but they didn't say that over 75 could sign up as of Tuesday or I, I, at least I didn't hear that part. So they didn't actually. So they released it, the the algorithm, and then Wednesday morning was when the or late Tuesday night was when they officially announced it. So it wasn't really released to to the media. I think probably till Wednesday. Um, the other thing I would do is if you have access to social media, uh, the health department and Dr. Dobbs are really big on posting on Twitter, um, and then the health department also releases all that information on their Facebook page as well. And so you can keep up to date with it through that. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. They have a lot of that information on their Facebook page and on their Twitter page. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, All thank right. you. Well, yeah. Thank you for your call. And hopefully we'll be able to get you that vaccine soon. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Y'all stay safe. You uh, we're talking about the COVID vaccine, and if you have any questions, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464, 1-877-MPB-RING. So one quick thing I wanted to mention before we, we do have a little bit of time left to talk about resolutions was that there is a medication for COVID. So if in the outpatient setting uh, that we are doing here. I know at UMC, at our clinics, and I know lots of clinics around the Jackson area and throughout the state, as well as some ERs are providing this medication. Um, but it is a monoclonal antibody infusion treatment, um, and it works really well. I've had lots of patients get it, and they have, have improvement in symptoms, but it's only for certain high-risk patients. So it would be something to talk to your doctor about if you feel like you are considered high risk. So if you are over 65, if you are overweight, if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, or if you have a family member that has those symptoms and gets diagnosed with COVID, I would recommend to call your doctor um, if your symptoms are mild. Now, we don't, we're not giving this routinely in the hospital, but this is like if you have mild symptoms, but you're at high risk for developing complications like pneumonia or having to go to the hospital, this medicine can be beneficial for trying to keep you out of the hospital. So make sure you call and ask your doctor about the monoclonal antibody infusion. Um, and you can get set up for that. Lots of places are doing telehealth visits um, where they will see you via telehealth and get you set up for that medication if they feel you are high risk and you qualify for it. Um, but a lot of people aren't aware of the medicine. And so I just wanted to throw that out there um, that if you do get diagnosed or a family member does and you are considered high risk for complications, like I said, this has got to be like a mild disease, like you're not having active shortness of breath or low oxygen levels, in that case, you need to go straight to the hospital to be evaluated. This is if you're having mild symptoms um, to hopefully help prevent you from having to go into the hospital. So just something to think about because um, it it's been very beneficial for my patients. So we're going to continue our talks and in the little bit of time left we're happy to answer any questions about the covid vaccine or this medication that i just mentioned that monoclonal antibody um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about new year's resolutions but if you have any questions or comments give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 we'll be back after a quick break
on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. We've been talking a lot about the COVID vaccine and answering questions about that. Um, we got some time left, so if you have any questions about that, give us a call. And then we'll get into uh, a little bit of time left of some tips on the new year and how to stay happy and healthy and set some realistic goals for yourself this year. But if you have some questions, call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And we will go to Ethel, who is in Flowood. Good morning, Hi. Ethel. Good morning, and thank you so much for your program. Um, I have two questions about the vaccinations. The first question is, I was, I was curious, uh, so I started filling out the enrollment for applying for a vaccination. And one of the questions was, have you had a vaccination re- recently? So if you say, for example, have just gotten a shingrits vaccine, the shingles vaccine, a few days before, does that, does that affect your getting or not getting the COVID vaccine? So that's a really good question. As of now, I think on the website, it's just 14 days um, that you have to be free from receiving a different vaccine in order to get this one. Um, And then I have another question. Um, The second question is, is there a problem not only with not having enough of the vaccine to give, but also not having enough personnel to give the vaccines all over the state? Uh, so I think you know, they're uh, you to give them. Right. Yeah, they're utilizing the National Guard. So just kind of like the National Guard has been helping out with the COVID screening and they've done a wonderful job. They have, um, okay. They're utilizing them to help with the with the vaccine administration as well um and i've also seen some other people talking about how they have volunteered to hopefully help get out there and give the vaccine as well um like retired nurses and doctors and even some who are actively practicing but i think utilizing the national guard has been very helpful okay so you don't think that it's our small number of vaccines because the other day it was like 200 a day and that would seems very low low number for what we need but um, right I think if anything it's going to be supply more than anything because I I can promise you all they'd have to do is ask some doctors and nurses and there'd be plenty of people willing to go do it to to administer it I don't I don't think it'll be for a lack of volunteers Okay, okay. And is there a number to call if you want to volunteer to give them that you've trained? I have not retired? seen anything yet. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. I've just kind of like heard some hearsay, but I've never actually seen like an official sign up. Um, okay. But if something does become available, I'll make sure to mention it on air. 
But as far as I know, there's not like an official sign up. Well, thank you so much. for Yeah, and I was just going to say, Ethel, if what I would do, if you have gotten like the shingles vaccine recently, the website is just saying 14 days. And honestly, a lot of these places aren't having scheduling available till later on in the month. Um, A caller earlier said it's going to be like January 20 something before she gets hers. So I would go on and get on the website and try to go on and schedule it. Because even if you've recently gotten a vaccine, um, it may still be 14 days before you could get the COVID vaccine anyway. Excuse me, but this was a friend who is, uh, I've gotten mine several years ago, but this is a friend who was contemplating it. But, okay, but you can't sign up until your age group is up. Right. Yes, correct. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Um, We will go next to John. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. What's going on today? Well, I call the health department. I live in Scott County, and uh, they gave me a number to call, and I've been calling this number all day. I can't get through. So uh, I'm 75. I'd like to know where do I go to sign up so I can get the shot? Yeah. Do you have access to the Internet? No, I don't have a computer, just a telephone. Okay, do you have somebody in your family or a neighbor maybe that has the internet and could help you? That's probably going to be your easiest way to sign up. Actually, I live two miles from the nearest person around me and I don't drive. Okay, okay. Well, then I think. to do anything for me. You what? I'm sorry? I had to get somebody to pick me up and take me places and do things for me, you know. Okay. So I think your best bet is going to be to call the health department then to see if somebody that. can get. I called the health department and they gave me a one eight seven seven nine seven eight six four five three number. And I've been calling all morning, which I can't get through. That's, that's the number I was going to give you. So that's the COVID hotline, the COVID-19 hotline for the health department. I would just recommend to continue calling that number. Um, if you have someone that you could call, you don't have to be there in person for the person to schedule you online. So if you have a family member that has a computer, even if they live, you know, an hour away from you, they could still sign you up online. All you'd have to do is just give them your information. And all it, all it's needed is your name, your date of birth, your address, and a contact number. Well, and no, they can sign you up. Is nowhere in Scott County or Lee County that I could sign up? As far as I know, everything is trying, they're trying to streamline everything through the online process. Okay. I don't know of like a, a place where you physically could go unless you're calling that number and somebody can potentially schedule you. Okay. But like I said, if you call call someone they can get online for you and they can do it for you through that because I did it for my aunt and my dad who live over an hour away and they weren't with me when I did it okay thank you yes I hope you're able to get it scheduled okay so yeah so that that's a good thing to know is you you don't necessarily have to be the person that signs you up somebody can help you sign up 
um, it's it's a very easy process. So just tell someone, um, call them, make sure they have all of your information and when you would times that you would be available to get the vaccine and they can schedule you. So you don't if you can't get to the Internet or you're unable to figure out how to work the website, somebody else can help you get that set up. And I know there's lots of people that would be willing to help you. You could even potentially call your doctor. Um, your doctor may be able to help you get it set up as well, or a nurse or someone in their clinic should be able to. But that number that John said is the COVID-19 hotline for the health department. And I'm going to give it one more time for everybody, uh, just in case you don't have access to the internet and you need to call someone. It is 877-978-6433. That's 877-978-6453. And it says that it is open seven days a week, but it's only open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So just know that if you call outside of that time frame that you may not get somebody to answer. But they are open on weekends and will answer. Um, we did have a caller call in and say that they were a veteran and that he was able to call the Veterans Hospital and he is scheduled there. So that's good to know um, that the, the VA hospital here in Jackson is able to schedule some patients. I was not aware of that. So that's great information. Thank you for sharing that. So if you are a veteran or you have a family member who is a veteran, definitely call over there and see if you can get scheduled there. So again, right now they are vaccinating healthcare workers as well as anybody over 75. Um, if you have access to the internet, covidvaccine.umc.edu. And that will take you to the website so that you can sign up to get vaccinated. Uh, as of now, that's all that they're vaccinating. Like I said, keep in touch with your physician, uh, watch the news. You can follow the Mississippi Health Department on Twitter as well as on Facebook. And they are constantly releasing information to update people on the COVID vaccine scheduling as well as COVID testing. But hopefully uh, they're going to be able to roll out and more and more people can get vaccinated. Um, we're just hoping that we can get more vaccines and a supply so that we can continue to give it to everyone. So I hope everyone stays safe and I appreciate everyone's calls. Hopefully this has been helpful about the vaccine. Uh, if there was something we missed, you can always send us an email as well and we'll try to get back to you about that. Uh, this has been Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from listeners like you. Today's show is engineered by Jay White. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. Stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.